Hey everyone, welcome to the LaxRecords.com podcast, episode 29. This week we're going to be talking with Calvert Hall head coach Brian Kelly. They are fresh off a MIAA conference championship, so I had the ch- chance to talk with, with Coach Kelly um, a couple days after the game to kind of get him to reflect on the season a little bit, see how it went, um, and then just kind of go on and talk a little bit about, you know, not, not really forecasting next season, but just kind of talking about some of the players they got coming back. Interestingly enough, I'm recording this on Saturday, June 3rd, and I had just written in the Week 13 consensus rankings that it looked like Calvert Hall might be kind of stuck sitting at number 6 overall in the nation this year because we had uh, LaSalle College out of Pennsylvania. We have uh, Cold Spring Harbor out of New York and Darien out of uh, Connecticut sitting at, at I got those out of order, but Darien's three, LaSalle's four, Cold Spring Harbor's five, which kind of left Calvert Hall kind of sitting at number six, which isn't completely out of the ordinary for the MIAA conference champion. But, you know, most of the time they're considered, you know, one of the the better teams in the nation and usually considered uh, among the top five. So I found it interesting. Uh, but as, as things tend to go during high school sports, Central Bucks East knocked off LaSalle College today 8-6 to six in the uh, PIAA 3A quarterfinals, which phillylacrosse.com, I'll have a link to their tweet in, in the show notes, but it's called one of the biggest, biggest upsets in PIAA history, which, you know, for, for anyone that was following LaSalle this year, they were having a pretty phenomenal season. Their only loss was to to uh, Hill Academy out of uh, Canada, so it was it was pretty impressive. I mean, they they were they had been rolling for so long. I mean, they had not allowed, and I guess still have not allowed more than ten goals since that loss to to Hill Academy, and that was March thirty first. So they were by far the favorite to win the PIAA three A championship, which would be the first year they're having two separate. Um, divisions for the PIAA lacrosse championships this year so it looks like Calvert Hall might actually make the top five I mean the the day's not over it, it is only 2 13 in the afternoon and the uh, New York Class C uh, title game has yet to be played so you know it's not out of the possibility for Cold Spring Harbor to fall at this point so you know I'm not gonna make any more predictions because I you know in one case maybe I I, I curse LaSalle but maybe I uh brought on some good luck for for Calvert Hall this year but at any rate today we're going to be talking with coach Brian Kelly from Calvert Hall and we're, we're probably going to make uh have a subtle shift here in the podcast uh after probably next week because next week basically the high school lacrosse season ends June 10th you know I think Virginia I think um uh Pennsylvania and Massachusetts all play their state championships and they're kind of the last ones to finish their state titles. So we're going to be kind of making a shift in the podcast in the next couple of weeks. I have some ideas for stuff I want to do. Kind of go back to what I did in the off season last year, which is kind of talk to coaches and get some tips and information that uh, to kind of help players improve during the off season. So if you have anything that you want to hear, or you want me to cover, or any coaches that you want me to talk to, make sure to hit me up on Twitter. It's at Lax Records. You can find me on Facebook at laxrecords.com slash Facebook. And uh, you can also go to laxrecords.com. I have a contact me page. I'll put that link in the show notes. So feel free to reach out to let me know like, hey, I, I'm really curious about this. If you're a parent, if you're a player, if you're a coach, if there's something you want to hear about, 
kind of reach out, let me know, and I'll try to work it into the upcoming podcast because we got a lot of off-season to go, and there's still a lot to talk about. And just to kind of give you everybody an update as to what's going to be happening on the website for the next few weeks is once the high school lacrosse season ends, and I've kind of a few weeks go by, and I'm pretty confident that I've gotten all the information that I'm going to be able to gather for the off-season in terms of game records, season records, and career leaders. Once all that's kind of done, I start to update the state pages. So usually around middle, uh, like third week of June um, to middle of July, maybe late July, like the state pages start to get updated. So I'm going to start to have some content kind of that shows kind of what the major updates were, especially if we have new state number ones, which is something I also do on the site. So there's going to be a lot of different stuff coming out on the site for the next few weeks. So I look forward to that. It's always interesting. Like I don't really get a chance to look during the year to see who might have been number one in the state in any certain categories. So for me, it's just kind of the chance for me to look back and be like, oh, this guy overtook it. And then I like to, to shine the light on those. And I already have some players um, that I have in mind that I want to talk to, especially since I haven't got the chance to talk to a couple of the 400-point club members yet this season and the 500-point club member that we got this year as well. So look for those in the next coming week. And if you, like I said, if you got any ideas, hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, website, whatever whatever floats your boat. So without further ado, we're going to get into the interview with Coach Brian Kelly at Calvert Hall. Congratulations on winning the title. It was a, it was a great game. I know you guys got delayed because <laughs> of the rain. But, uh, yeah. Well, thank was, you. I appreciate it. Uh, it, it, was, it was fun to be there. Like That was one of those, like, I've only gotten to see a couple of the MIA championship games in person. And they, it def- they always definitely live up to the... Uh, the uh the promotion of them as well they're always exciting yeah it was good and you know mcdonough's a great team and you know i just thought we played really well and you know i think we're really we were really good this year you know so it was a good group yeah i was gonna kind of just to kind of start it off i was gonna ask you just kind of to give me you've had um almost a week now to kind of look it over what what was your kind of overview of the season kind of stepping back a little bit and, and looking on it um, you know, I think one, you know, the season started in really September and October with our guys. They they worked really hard in the off season um, with the strength and conditioning program and just put a lot of time and energy into it and really committed. I think last year in our 2016 team, you know, we had a really nice group of kids and our seniors were phenomenal and laid a great foundation for us. And it was a little disappointing in how last year ended. And so I think it gave our guys an extra motivation, not just to do it for themselves, but also for that senior class that was so good the year prior. Um, you know, and I just felt like as I look back on it, you know, there was all these moments. And I think of like uh, certain moments, you know, right during the first week of tryouts that had a moment with a couple of our players and one in particular, we just had some conversations just about going into the season. And it was really helpful for me as a coach and listening to, um, uh, that particular young man. And, and uh, we, you know, really kind of gave me an idea of how I needed to lead this team um, going into the season. And uh, I think that was a critical moment for us. And so that helped a ton. And then, you know, I just think as the season went on, we, we, we kind of figured out who we were as a sta- as a team. Um, you know, we had a brand new defense. We had a brand new goalie. And I think early on defensively, uh, it takes some time, and, and our season started a week later normally than it normally does from a practice perspective. And, 
you know, we weren't really good on sliding and recovery and uh, we kind of got exposed early in that. And uh, we realized we had to do some things differently just with an inexperienced goalkeeper and just everything. And so that helped. And we really focused on that in the off season. I mean, during the season. And I thought, you know, ironically, our defense was the number one defense in the league. Um, we have averaged uh, less than six goals a game or around six goals a game. And uh, we were a whole goal better than the next team. And that was McDonough at seven points up in a game. Mm-hmm. So everybody talks about their defense, but not many talk about our defense. And I, I really felt like our D middies to our down low D guys and George Walsh and a pole PJ Peters were just fantastic. So um, once we got the defense handled, I knew offensively we were going to be fine. Like we, I just knew going into the season, like we had, this could be one of the better offenses we've had in a long time. And, and it was clearly the case. Now you mentioned, uh, you know, that early, early on conversation with, a with a player, like, did you have something in mind kind of going into those early practices be like, uh, as far as like your potential game plan or the way you thought the team was going to be? Like before that, um, it had nothing to do with game planning. Okay. It just had more to do with just um, how this team needed to be led, and how this team, and just just in general uh, of it. And uh, you know, it was it was great. It was nothing major. Uh, it was just something you know personal that you know with with it, that I just felt like uh, um, you know I think really what's really important as a coach is that we listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it was just literally, it was the third day of pr- tryouts, third day of tryouts. And it was just a very casual conversation and it was nothing of anything of like that, but just listening to this particular player, it made me realize it, nothing changing in how I coach or how I lead or anything like that. But it kind of gave me the theme for the year, mm-hmm. like what my theme needs to be for this particular year with this group and i don't even think this young you know young man even knows that how impactful that conversation was for me so i try to pull a kid in all the time you know at least you know in my office just to check to see how they're doing what's going on how's life and so forth so it was just one of those little normal conversations that you have and it was just a conversation where i feel like i just kind of had a you know, maybe God gave me a, a, a word for my team. And um, it was what I tried to think about before every game. So yeah, it was important. That's kind of amazing. You're thinking back on that little moment that, I'm, I'm, you know, maybe didn't wasn't insignificant at the time. But, you know, you're looking back on it now. I'm like, you know, how much of an impact that could have had on <laughs> on the season. Um, sure. That, you know, yeah. from September to I mean, I guess you guys start in March. That's a long way off when you think about it. not in the grand scheme, but you know, from September, yeah. it seems like a long way away. Yep. Um, yep. So, you know, kind of going into the season, like I was going to kind of talk about the, you know, the early on. You guys traveled south. I think you guys were in the um, the, the King of Spring, right? We played yep. Amber and Greensboro Day. Um, and then you, you had back-to-back losses, Malvern Prep and Conestoga early on. Talk about right. – that that trip to Pennsylvania and those losses and like you guys didn't haven't lost since like what what was the difference between those first two games and then the Malvern Prep Conestoga and then moving on for the rest of the year? Well, I mean, we played a really good team in Lambert and uh, from from Georgia, and I mean they're very good. And I was a little worried because literally we had tryouts and then we had three days of practice, wow. and that was it. 
So, and we're playing a team and it was their eighth game and it was yeah. our first game. Right. And so we, I knew we weren't, you know, we're just scratching the surface, you know, and we played well and the kids did a good job. And, you know, we won, I think it was 12, six, but it wasn't even that close, you know, in my opinion early, but kids did a nice job. And, uh, and then we didn't, uh, the Greensboro team was a good, good team. It wasn't a high quality team, but it was, uh, as competition wise, I think, uh, you know, but it was good for us because it got a lot of kids playing time and experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you played Malvern, you know, Malvern just was sharper than we were. They were better in that game. And, you know, it was early. And what was really good for us, it, it really exposed our defense in that we were not recovering fast enough. Mm-hmm. And so we focused on that a lot. And I guess we kind of went in thinking – uh, didn't we gave them a little bit more credit than we thought they were ready for, and that was really uh, good for us in a lot of ways. Just because um, Navarin's very well coached, they're a very good team, and we were early in the year, and I knew we were good, and I knew we were really good. I just knew that, but we were not where we needed to be at that time. So we got exposed on some things mm-hmm. that we had to tighten up and we learned a lot from that. Um, we went out to Conestoga. Um, you know, it was one of those games where um, you know, I don't think we played. I think we played pretty decently. Um, you know, I don't think it was our goalie had a really tough night mm-hmm. um, in that game under the lights. Think it, and, and again, he's a brand new goalie. <laughs> And, and it, it was your great fourth game us. of the year. <laughs> What's that? And it was your fourth game of the year. So still right. not and, deep and like, in the season. It, it, it's not deep. And there's two games. And, and we made a goalie change after that just because we uh, we went with the freshmen on some of the younger other games. And people don't know that. But it was more or less he needed to get his confidence back. And so there was a lot of cool things that happened from it <laughs> because I got to talk to the young boy and – I learned a lot was going on is, you know, that he had going on mm-hmm. off the field that were affecting him on the field. And it helped me and our staff to help him get those little academic, like little things right. situated. And listen, clear mind, better performance. If you don't have a clear mind, you can't perform. And then we kind of gave him a little bit of a break. And we have the best goalie coach in the world and Dave Creighton. And he just really worked on him positioning wise because he was just out of position. Mm-hmm. And it was really because his mind was somewhere else at the time. And once he got his mind settled and he got into his positioning, we ended up putting him back in as a starter because the other, the freshman goalie, Jackson Marshall, was, is great. He's going to be an unbelievable goalie, mm-hmm. but he's a freshman, right? And then Liam Duro is a junior and he did a great job the rest of the way. And he just cleaned up some of those things. And, you know, he, he was, he was over 50% the rest of the way for us in almost every game. And that's all we really needed. We always just felt like if we can get, you know, at least 50 plus per se percentage, um, we're going to be good. And, you know, Liam's talented and he, he proved it. And I think he had some huge games for us. He made some huge saves for us and uh, we wouldn't win if we didn't have hit that moment of him, you know, cleaning up what he needed to clean up. And, uh, I give him a lot of credit and I give our goalie coach a lot of credit and, you know, I'm excited for Liam. I mean, he, he had a phenomenal 
second, he had a great second half of the season for us. I mean, he, he was a totally different player, totally different goalie. And, uh, He's going to do a great job. He's going to. He's. He's. I'm, I'm really excited for him in his future. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get to some of your re- returners uh, a little bit later. But kind of looking, you know, after after that Conestoga, you guys rolled off your last 15 straight um, to end right. the season. And you know, and and every year when I talk to all the coaches, the MIA, you know, going undefeated in the conference is one of those things. It almost sounds like this is mission impossible. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. maybe less so now that you guys only play everybody once, but I know, you know, it was almost impossible when you had to play everybody twice, but you know, now you guys play everybody once. And you know, what is that like kind of describe it to someone who, who doesn't know, um, what is that like, or what does that take to kind of go through this type of conference without losing? It's hard. You know, it, it's, it's hard. You know, you think about, we played, McDonough and Gilman and we're on spring break you know mm-hmm. we have no class you get kids out of routine it's tough right you go in and you play on spring break you're already down three nothing <laughs> it's just a fact you're down three nothing it's a it's a huge disadvantage for the Catholic schools in the MI massively huge but we ended up winning both of those games and that was big and I think the hardest part about it is every team is good and every team can beat you and you have to prepare and get ready for every game mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, all aspects of it. And if you're not, you're going to get burned. And, you know, our kids just continued to fight. And like I said, I said after a couple games, even big time games where everybody was like, oh, my gosh, you guys beat them. I told our kids, and I'm not going to mention which games, but I'm like, we didn't play well. And, you know, we can play better. And to their credit, they played. They they believed it, and they played better, and they played better, and they played better, and they played better, and they just got better. And um, you know, they were a determined group, and they would find a way to win. And um, I, I couldn't be any more proud of them. It was never our goal to go undefeated or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, our goal number one is to be the best team we can be with our God-given talent and abilities and efforts. And then two, we want to win a championship. Yeah. And you know. And I think we did both. So yeah. we achieved both goals. Now, uh, you know, I'm looking at this from an outsider's perspective. So you can tell me if, you know, well, maybe you guys use this, but I got even got the sense like after you guys beat McDonough um, in the regular season, a lot of people still thought McDonough was going to win it all. Like I, I just got the impression, you know, looking at like reading various things that like everybody kind of still felt like McDonough was the team to beat, even though you guys had beat them. Did you mm-hmm. guys get that sense at all? And if so, you know, does that kind of factor into some motivation? Be like, oh, you know, we won and everybody still thinks they're better. <laughs> um, I, I can't speak for the kids because I, I don't talk about that. You know, I don't try to, you know, I, I don't use other things like that to motivate our guys. I just think they need to play. Right. And once you start focusing on other things, but did I? Yeah, I mean, I think we all felt it, you know. Let's be honest. I mean, we weren't getting followed very much there wasn't a lot of people writing about us very much and you know look we we're used to it we're not one of the blue bloods you know we're more considered a blue collar school you know and we're not one of the elites schools and i guess people would say in in lacrosse is that way and you know do we have a chip on our shoulders i mean sure we do i mean are we tough hard-nosed compete we try um but 
you know, again, McDonough deserves all the credit they got. Mm-hmm. They were the number one team. They won the championship last year. They're really well coached. They're really good. And, you know, we hadn't beaten them in a long time. And so for us to go in there and beat them and win and, you know, we won really well. Look, again, in that game we fouled too many times and they – they scored, I think, five goals an extra man against us in this in the first game, you know, and very it was kind of similar to the second game, you know, and I think once we realized we just have to stay under control and can keep playing, I think we did a good job. But you know, McDonough is McDonough, so they're they're phenomenal, and uh, but I really felt confident that we were really good, you know, and I still even thought after the McDonough game that wasn't our best game, you know. I'll be honest, I told our kids after we won that game, I'm like, we did not play well tonight. Yeah. And, you know, everybody else thought, well, guy Calvert Hall, they got lucky. They scored because they rode harder than everybody else. Well, I just don't think we played well. Yeah. I mean, to be perfectly honest. Um, and I thought we played really well in the championship. And that's what I expect of our guys. And that's what I expected them to play like. And, um, you know, and again, we didn't it was a, a moment for us. We needed that win over McDonough because they've owned us, you know, and good when you're in that situation. <laughs> you expect McDonough to come back, you know, like, you know what the kids think that way, but they're, they're never going to lay down and die, you know? So look, we won the first half. They won the second half, but fortunately we won more of the first half than they won in the second half. And we won the game, you know, and that, that's, that was what happened. But, you know, for us, if you watched our kids play and you watch the way we rode and you watch the way we went after it, these guys just gave just maximum effort. And in order to beat a team like McDonough, if you don't give effort, they're going to they're gonna crush you. And, you know, we had to overcome a lot of little demons that have owned our thought process when we played McDonough because let's give McDonough a ton of credit. I mean, they beat us, I think, like four years in a row. So, you know, it, it's hard to overcome that. And once you overcome it, I think it kind of gave our guys an idea of like, hey, we're, we're, we must be pretty good, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. and, uh, and and they always felt that way. But th- that was a, that was a very important win for us t- is to, to, to win that game. And we were fortunate we came away with a W, um, you know, I'm, I'm just glad McDonough ran out of time, you know, <laughs> in that game because they, they, they had us on our heels. But, you know, we learned a lot from that game as well. Uh, you you mentioned that you didn't think the McDonough game was your guys' best game. Like, what do you think your guys' best game this year was? Well, I think the championship game was one of our better games. Obviously, um, I just didn't think in the beginning of the year. I thought we played well. You know, I just felt like I wanted. I want. You know, I just felt like we could have played better because in in the in the game we we just did some dumb things. You know, and it was an experience in the in the first McDonough game. That's why I don't think it was our best game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, um, what do I think was our, our best game? Um, I think uh, there's, a, there's so many good games. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I just think every game that these kids that gave a, a max effort was always a good game for us. You know, I think, um, you know, at the championship game, I thought our kids played as lacrosse as you can, you know, um, from a team perspective, and, you know, the thing that I really admire about our team is, you know, we would see the flow of the game and we could beat you with our attack. We could beat you with our middies if we felt like it was the right matchups and right opportunities. And so we had 
two or three different types of offenses based off of what we think is the matchup for the game. And not one kid cared which way we went as long as we won. Mm-hmm. And that's how it, it flowed. And and in the championship game, we just felt like we could take advantage of a couple matchups out front. And the kids did a really good job of that. Yeah. So it was good. Um, you know, one thing I noticed that it, it entertained me to no end was every time the team scored, the the kids on the sidelines seemed to have a group celebration. And I don't know how, if it was coordinated, like if they had one of those like game plans, but they were rolling on the ground or they had, you know, all these different things like, how did like what was that about? Because I don't see that from you know a lot of times I see the kids get excited, but these were like more coordinated celebrations that you see from the bench players that you could see were really invested in in into it. Like what was that all about? You know, it's funny. I never knew that happened until I watched the game. I, <laughs> really? I had no idea they celebrated like that. That's how focused I was. So <laughs> I, I, we have a kid, Casey Collins, who you know, look, these. When you're not, our bench was so critical. We had a great scout team that really was awesome. We had depth. And, you know, those guys were as much a part of it as the guys that were on the field. And the way they celebrated and had fun, like, it's a game. You got to have fun, you know. And the thing that our kids, there was no disrespect in anything that they did. There was no disrespect in how they celebrated. But, look, let's face it. You're watching the game. You're playing. They all want to be out there. But hey, let her have a good time. And they're 16, 17 year old kids. And I'm sure one guy, I, I would bet everything it was this kid, Casey Collins, who's a senior, who organized it all. And, you know, I had, honestly, can say, I had no idea. I never saw, until the, I saw part of the game where they all rolled, I, yeah. I didn't know that happened. I had no <laughs> idea it happened at all until. I saw it on film. So it wasn't anything they ran by me or did anything <laughs> by that, you know, um, that was all on their own. And Hey, you know, they had fun. They deserve to have fun and they've worked hard enough to have fun. So I guess that's what it was all about. But, uh, you know, and the other thing, I think our guys all really respected our kids, you know, and each other and, and, and really truly appreciated everyone's effort from the scout team to, the starters so yeah. it was a it was a team it was a team player yeah i'll be honest like from my perspective and obviously haven't seen so many games in my in my life that i so when i was like when i saw the bench doing that i was like this is like my perspective was like this is a team who's gonna win because you got the guys on the bench that are maybe more excited than the guy who just scored the goal or the people that are on the field like it was just one of those things i'm like this, this is this is a team that's they've bought in from you know the player number one to the last guy off the bench like that was my perspective when I saw that. I'm like, because I'm looking at this, I'm like, they they're on it. <laughs> it's like they well, were coordinated as the guys on the field. It was like, they I think your perspective, your perspective was spot on. It um, is spot on, and they're they were great kids, you know. And like I said, after we won the championship, I told the guys, I'm like, look, you know, I think uh, I just said what I love about you guys is who you are as people. You know, it doesn't matter if you win a game or win a championship. It's awesome. We want to win it. But what's really important is who, what type of people you are and the character that you guys have. And these kids are just really good kids, high character kids, kids that are going to go on and do great things in life and going to be successful. They're kids that if you had a company, you'd want to hire, you know, type kids. And um, from from everyone. And um, 
and they all I, I pray that they all know that they are equally valued and equally important from the guy who led us in scoring to the guy that never saw the field because they're they're all important yeah. and it and it was you know we we i hope they all felt felt that way yeah um now i was gonna ask you and i know you graduate in like jt and brendan and you guys graduate some some core players but you know Talk about, and I know you may be a little biased on this one, but, you know, Jacob Kelly had a phenomenal season. I think he had 91 points and led the team in scoring. I mean, just kind of talk about the season that he had. I mean, that was pretty impressive. And, obviously, Daniel, as a freshman, like, he had a big season, too, and had a a pretty good championship game and playoff run as well. So just talk about some of the young players on this team that will be coming back. Well, I mean, you know, Jacob – He's just, he was phenomenal all year long, you know, um, it's hard cause they're both my sons, you know, so I'm probably harder on them and try to downplay them more, you know, and my coaches get mad at me and they all say, you know, so like when it comes to these end of the year, I, I have my coaches do it because I, I just, it, it's, it's hard, you right. know, but I can put my coach hat on. Jake was our quarterback. He was the guy that made the engine run, you know, everybody looks at it, but he just um, – he plays so efficiently, and he just plays really smart lacrosse. And I always say this about, you know, Jacob. If you watch him play once, you're like, yeah, he's, he's a pretty good player. But if you watch him play four times, you'll be like, holy crow, he's really good. Yeah. Because he's always good. You know what I mean? Just I think he had one bad game this year, and that was the Malvern prep game. And again, we first time ever he's ever played behind the goal. He's always been on the wing, and we mm-hmm. asked him to play behind the goal this year for the first time. And that was the first game that he really needed, you know, was going. And then he learned so much from it. And ever since that game, he he well, even prior to that game, he led us in everything. So I mean, the other thing that Jacob led us in, he led us in riding. He had more cause turnovers. Like you think about the McDonough game, the first game. If you watch the game, he had four turnovers off of rides that led to goals. You know, those type of things. He just did everything. So he he was fantastic for us. I mean, he just I, – I can't – you know, if you talk to our coaches, they would tell you, like, he was the he was the guy on our team, you know, in so many ways. Um, you know, Daniel, again, Daniel has such great hands. He he catches everything. Um, he can finish. He's smart. Um, he can dodge, but you know, he's a freshman, so we didn't ask him to do that. You mm-hmm. know, as a freshman, he can play the wing, and we put him more in an off ball role. And 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 um, as Coach Huntley would say, he has. Uh, MLL IQ right now, you know, and he and Coach Huntley's our offense coach and coaches the other place. He's like Brian, he's 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 really smart. He can do things. So, you know, it was really good to see his get the production. And when Daniel came this past year, you know, we thought we were going to originally run him through the midfield and have him go from there, but he really proved himself. And 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 getting him allowed us to put Jacob behind. Um, because Jacob is such a good feeder and he sees the field incredibly well. Um, and he just and he moves the ball so quickly. The ball does not die in Jake's stick, you know. And then that allowed us to put JT on really what he really likes to be, and that's in front of the goal, yeah. either on the wing or up top and things like that. That's that's where he he likes to be, and you know. So JT's such a great shooter, 
and he's explosive. So he can shoot the ball equally well right and left-handed. And, um, you know, once JT figured out how to get in the passing lanes and get to the, to, to the spots that we needed to get to, when he did, he, he was great. And so, um, and then he's just really, he's such a tough kid, you know, and he, he just played really tough, especially down the stretch for right. us. And then, you know, so th- those guys were great. And then the other aspect of our team um, of younger guys was our short stick D middies that were massive, like Connor Marr. Um, his kid's uncommitted. Um, he's got a 34 ACT at a 36. He's the best short stick D midi in the league, in my opinion. He was phenomenal. He was our unsung hero. He did everything for us, and he's a junior, so he's back. And Trey Smith is another junior D midi. He's back. And then, you know, with the Mitchell twins who are um, sophomores, they're going to be, you know, they'll step in right away and do great things for us in the first line. And and they're they're back. And you know, we got Cole Herbert, who's a freshman, another freshman this year, and he played fantastic for us. He was phenomenal, as well as um, uh, Jack Sawyer, who was a sophomore. Um, and then, you know, the, the guy that I think kind of flew a little under the radar screen that shouldn't have was Zach Green. So Zach started on attack for us last year, mm-hmm. and we moved Zach to midfield. And no one can cover Zach. I mean, he's so explosive. He's so fast. And he just played unbelievably well. It's unfortunate because, like, he created so many hockey assist moments for us mm-hmm. that allowed other people to score that, you know, he might not have gotten in the box score. But from overall perspective, he, he was he was great. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, obviously we're going to miss Omari, uh, senior headed to Ohio State. I mean, he's a great two-way midi for us um, and does a lot of the – the dirty work gets things done and he, he had a great year and, you know, Brendan Curry was just amazingly fantastic, you know, and before the championship game, I think in the, in the Loyola semifinal game, I could tell he was like a little nervous and kind of played a little nervous. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I pulled him aside Wednesday before the championship and I just said to Brendan, I'm like, Brendan, you're the best man in the league. You have nothing to fear. Just go out and play. You're the best man in the league. Just go. When you step on the field, know that you're the best midi in the league. And he played like the best midi in the league. On He had four goals and two assists in the championship. So he, he played exceptionally well for us. And yeah. talk about leadership and character. I mean, that kid, you know, you know, if you had a daughter, you'd want him to date your daughter. <laughs> right. That type of kid. He's that's probably the just, highest compliment. <laughs> guy yep. Great. He's the guy. He, he just, he, he's just a really wonderful, you know, great family and just, He's just an awesome kid. I'm just very thankful that him and my, my boys are, are best friends just because he's the type of kid you want your kid hanging around with. Right. So how long do you enjoy it before you start preparing for next year? <laughs> uh, you know, it's interesting. We talked about le- next year last night with just <laughs> a, a, a little bit. Um, you know, to be honest with you, these kids evolve and change so much over time. It's kind of pointless to talk planning about what you're going to do because you know you're dealing with 15 and 16 year olds and you know there's a kid that's on the bench right now that's going to come in in September and he's going to be better than the kids that started Mm -hmm. it just happens you know so you can't you know the biggest advice I'd give any high school coach or anybody is don't go in with preconceived notions you know kids change kids grow up kids develop kids get better and you got to give kids an opportunity to prove themselves. 
And, you know, there are kids that uh, are going to do great things that we don't even know who they are yet. And so, um, you know, do we have an idea of what, you know, we want to have accomplished? Yeah, but, you know, we don't know what we're going to run offensively. We don't know what, you know, we're going to do there. So mm -hmm. we, we just have to see what it, what evolves over time. Yeah. A clean slate every every spring, but at least you get to uh, enjoy it for a little while. Then you know, <laughs> don't don't have to well, start drawing it, up game plans quite yet. It's funny. I really did. It hit me the next day. You know, that night, I, I it didn't hit me. You know, but it really hit me the next day. And you know, it was it was special and it was nice. And you know, it's even more special when you 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 kind of realized it on. Um, I guess it was, it might've been Friday or Saturday, like, gosh, you know, I just won a championship with two of my own boys, you know, yeah. that that's unique. I didn't think about that at all during or after the game. I don't even think about it during the season because I'm coaching, but mm. it was nice to sit back and think about that. Yeah. Well, that's great coach. Well, congratulations again. Um, you know, like I said, it was, it was a great game and you know, I, my perception of it was like, you know, even it was, 12 to 6, but you guys seemed to pretty well control the game. Like, I never felt that um, it was one of those games that you guys were on on the on the ropes. Like, you know, I know it's a game of momentum at times, but I was like, I kind of felt like you guys pretty well controlled the game, controlled the pace. And, you know, I never felt I was like, oh, you know, this is not Calvert Hall's game. Like, you just kind of felt, felt like you had it. Um, I'm sure it's a little bit more <laughs> like I'm a little bit removed. So I'm a little bit probably easier for me to sit there and say that because I'm sure when McDonough rolls off two straight goals, it gets. Yeah, <laughs> I, I never felt that way, <laughs> but I, I do. You know, you look back on it, but, you know, with with Coach Hillgardner over there and, and, you know, guys like Jack Simmons and all that talent that they have over there, you, you know, they're never out of it. Yeah, but, you know, I think, you know, the thing that really helped us was the development of Michael Autry on the face-offs and Chance Campbell, you know, and, um, you know, I, I know how good Gable Braun is for them. And I think he was a little, you know, banged up as the season goes on face-off guys, they all get banged up, you know, Michael's wrist was hurting him as well, but you know, the fact that we won face-offs and did a good job there uh, was really important for us because if McDonough gets the ball, they're really hard to stop, yeah. you know, um, the kid, Jack Simmons for them, 33, is just such a really good midfielder. Um, and they have so much other talents in Parr and Powderly. And, you know, they just, uh, you know, have a lot of other talented group. And I thought Sweeney really stepped up as an attackman and then the other midfielder crew. Um, so for us to to hold them to six points. And, you know, the thing is they scored four on extra man and one on half field and one in transition. So defensively, you know, we played really well. You know, and I think our kids, I just got to get our, our man down defense better because they just picked us apart. So that was a, that was a clinic. Um, so, you know, fortunately, we ended up finishing it out. So it was, it was a good win for us. Great win for us. Well, congratulations again, Coach, and and thank you for for being on today. It was it was great to to talk to you, and it was it was fantastic to see you guys play and. Uh, you know, based on like, I, I would not be surprised to see you guys and McDonough back at it again next year, just looking at the rosters and seeing how many young players play significant roles in the playoffs and in the championship games. So, well, there's a lot of other good teams, but you know, I look yeah. at McDonough's roster and they don't lose really anybody that I, you know, they lose some kids, but right. they, they got their, 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 a lot of key guys back and, 
you know, I think there's a lot of other teams. I look at the rosters and these other teams in the league and how young they are and, you know, how, you know, and how their, their whole team's back. I just think next year is going to be a really hard, tough year because I just think everybody's gotten is going to be really good, um, you know, across the board from Gilman, Lola, uh, St. Mary's. They got everybody, all those guys got everybody back. So for us, you know, it's, it, it, you know, we got to keep working just to maintain it. Yep. Another, another fight, but that's, you know, a year away. So <laughs> Yeah. Yep. And you know, BL's BL. So it's, uh, right. it's going to be, you know, right. St. Paul's and St. Paul's and St. Joe don't sleep on them and Spalding's doing a great job. And that's what, you know, makes this league great, you know, um, you know, it's amazing. And honestly, one day I know you want, but think about like Severn. Okay. Mm-hmm. If there was a team I didn't want to play again, it was Severn. And right. They didn't even make the playoffs. Yeah. Right. I mean, <clears throat> that says everything about the league, how good Severn was. Our league's tough. And I don't think anybody would want it to play Severn in the playoffs. Right. And, you know, that says everything about our league. And, you know, that's, and they were, I guess if you looked at it, probably the seventh team in the league. Yeah. You know, if you look at any other league, the seventh team in the league, you're usually beating them by 20 to 18 points, right? right. You know, Severn, yeah, any one of us could have lose to them. Loyola beat them by one. You know, it was a dogfight for us down there. So that's what makes the league so great. And Jamie McNeely did a great job with them. So Yeah, and you, you're not the first coach to tell me that either. I had another coach tell me, like, oh, we don't, you know. We're glad we don't have to see Severn again. So they they were kind yeah. of uh, they were they were the team even though they weren't in the playoffs they were the team that no one really wanted to seem like they wanted to play a second time. Let me tell you, I was probably more intense as a coach and more uptight going into the Severn game than any game. And see the points where I was like, oh my god, I, I probably had too much intensity in that game, you know, from a <laughs> coaching perspective, just because I knew how good they were and like you know, how hard it is to go down there and play. And, um, you know, I just had a lot of respect for, for Severn. I, I just, you know, they're, they were a great team that just, unfortunately, you know, and fortunately for us didn't make the playoffs because I, I definitely did not want to, I did not want to face them again. Right. So. Yeah, it's going to, so, well, next year's next year. So we'll next year's stay. next year. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You, got, you don't have to worry about it for a little while again. So. Yep. And, and, yep. Enjoy the win, Coach, and uh, again, thank you. Appreciate it. Again, and congratulations. Thanks. Take care. All right. Bye.